because I bet you have a lot to say about <laughs> oh my god where's how fa- how much is my phone charged okay thank god this is the most notes whoa so just so you know this is what i'm gonna do i oh dude do i have shit to say about this movie oh no i'm um, a little worried i'm scared oh, i feel like my heart's gonna get broken okay so here's the thing <laughs> I'm going to send you a text message with the entirety of the notes. I don't want you to read it. I just want you to have. You want me to visualize how long it is. Like you want me to glance at it, see how long it is, and then just look away. Okay. I can do that. I I can do that. I can do that. All right. Okay. By the way, welcome to the uh, episode 16 of the Neon Valley podcast, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> neon valley pod we i don't know what i'm doing hey everybody you're doing I our theme song great day we talked yeah, about this our, yeah. our theme song neon valley Podcast. yeah we talked about yeah. that <laughs> all right look at your text message all right all right so all right so i'm just gonna see what is this about a true story what oh 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 you're just okay i see yeah why did you we we just went over this no i hit my microphone no hear me out i thought you were very angry i thought you were gonna screenshot (laughs) the text so when i saw all it was was a little thing i couldn't it would take multiple screenshots to get all of it yeah i see that now but i'm not no okay so i'm clicking away i'm clicking away i'm clicking away we're gonna get into it later that's fine uh I hope everybody is having a wonderful Quattro de Julio. That's right. It is 4th of July, Mosacras. Yep. But liars, we are not. Except in bed. (laughs) 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 This episode's rated PG. Get the fuck out of my face. We ain't getting no sponsors on this episode. Actually, um, we might need to cut that. Joseph, cut out whatever the sponsors won't like. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. He knows. Yeah, we'll send a specific sponsor version in an email to those sponsors because they don't listen Damn. to the podcast. Like if you send them to a link to your, but they don't listen to it. So we we send them to an episode of Game Grumps and they're like, brilliant, sold. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. No, no, it's a bad idea. It is a bad idea. No, but I am, <laughs> I'm, I am drinking a 4th of July branded Trulies. They're like uh, the special flavors Ooh. that they're doing. So they have like cherry pop, blue raspberry, lemon ice. I don't know what any of these have to do with America, but God damn it. We're you know here what? For it. If we're going to do uh, non-sponsor sponsor shout outs for potential sponsorship um, hmm. or sponsoring. Right. I'm going to say Mountain Dew did this. I guess bomb pop flavor. It's that red, white, and blue. Uh, hey. Um and it's a popsicle. Oh. It's not a popsicle. It's a popsicle flavored drink. And you you think it's Mountain Dew. You think it's super sugary, but it's not. It's it it's subtle. It's smooth. It it is sweet, but it's like just enough sweetness where like you have one and you're like, I don't feel like I need to climb the walls like Spider Man. Does it have the same contents of a sugar? Obviously. Now, now, well, okay. I was, like you it. know what? It's so funny. You literally took the words out of my. I was gonna let you finish. I was gonna <laughs> say just for context, there is the same amount of sugar. He's talking about flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely, just flavor. No. I. You had me try it at a uh, at your mm-hmm. first birthday mm-hmm. gathering, mm-hmm. and it was good, man. The, the, I won't lie. I I only used it as a chaser. I can't drink a full bottle of full sugar soda anymore. It it makes me physically ill and i'm not even exaggerating it makes me physically ill to drink a full bottle of regular soda and it it uh, puts the fizz in your physical illness (laughs) 
You know, I actually wrote a, a song about Trulies. God, I'm sorry. When you started that, I had the biggest groan ready. Because I don't know why, I just was like, this is going to be the stupidest fight. And for some reason, it land, it landed 100%. I, right? It wasn't bad. No. Oh, bravo, sir. And, and within the first like minute or two of the podcast, too. That's incredible. That's, that's I'm getting better at this. I was going to say, um, this might be the first podcast that has had two brands mentioned at the beginning that are not sponsoring the episode. Ooh. Good point, but could be. We're, we're just breaking barriers all around. That's us. true. That's very true. Could, uh, be, could be paid sponsors. You know, and I, I think I think we should just say the quiet part loud, right? Because that's what we do on this podcast. We don't give a shit. We, oh, we'll, we'll tell you we, how it is. We noticed that our most popular episode was the Christmas episode, even beyond Christmas. So we said, "Well, we need a Fourth of July episode." <laughs> Uh, uh yeah something about that algo loves you guys some like themed episodes so here we You're are the holiday homies thank yeah. you uh and did we plan anything well that's up for you to decide when you listen to this uh but it's the fourth of july it- episode baby we're we, i i love this guy have you noticed we're, we have episodes right we had the chill episode we had the pie episode now we have the fourth of july episode like we are oh, is that fireworks i hear Oh, oh wait! What? Are those? Oh, are those fireworks! Anyway, on with the episode. <laughs> episode sixteen, baby. Down with capitalism. That's right. That's what we're actually talking about in this. Uh, we thought, what better to commemorate America than talking about the downfall of capitalism? You know, Marxist wasn't actually a communist, at least in the later years of his life. If you look into the text, I'm sorry. <laughs> Joseph, Joseph. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting algorithm. Oh, my God. Oh, who cares? You know what? People throw us on in the background. We're a friendly voice for them to listen to while they're doing their work or, you know, having Hello, sex. Hello, future Mitchell. Masturbating. I hope you're having a good day at work. <laughs> no, I hope he's not doing that at work, but I hope you're having a good day at work. <laughs> Do you think, what are the, what are those, like, hear me out. We have a couple hundred streams for our podcast, which I will say thank you guys. That's like, I can't even believe Oh my that. gosh, that's like, incredible. Yeah, no, like across our first 14 episodes, we have a couple hundred streams. Like I, I can't, I actually can't wrap my head that's around That's amazing. It. At least 20 to 30 are me and you, I think, <laughs> at least. And, um, they, but and they let us keep the, the channel. That's, that's it. That's the, that's incredible. <laughs> that's the, that's the biggest Wow. Thing. Uh, but no, I genuinely thank you guys uh, for all of your support. Thank you so much. Uh, we'd love to hear some feedback as well. So please be sure to join that Neon Valley Discord. And also make sure to rate us five stars on Spotify. If you're listening to this on Spotify, we actually, I'm... OMG. I am so curious about what people listen to this podcast on because that's it's something I'm... It doesn't tell us on the analytics how it breaks down to... Oh, it, it doesn't. Interesting. No. Yeah, it... So I don't know necessarily how many people are Spotify, how many people are Apple or Google or just straight up from the RSS website. So if there's any way for you guys to leave a comment either in Discord or on our Twitter at Neon Valley Pod or on the subreddit backslash our Neon Valley Pod, you know what it is. Uh, just let us know. What, where do you listen to this? Because I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Yeah. Uh, you hear about the submarine shit, though? <laughs> Dude, that's insane. It's nuts, man. I, 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 
my takeaway, because listen, if we had done this podcast a day or two ago, you know, I think we would have had a very different conversation because they hadn't discovered it yet. They didn't know what the outcome was, you know. Um, but for anybody listening to this, there was a small five manned submarine that went underwater. I You had to have heard of it if you're listening, you know, if you're human right now. Um, but basically they went underwater to search the Titanic on a, cert, a small mission and they immediately lost contact the second they went under the water. It's like an hour and a half and then, yeah, all contact gone. Yeah. Uh, like I said, hour and a half immediately. You know, what's your frame of reference? <laughs> well, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's I'm, pretty immediate. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, don't you undermine me again. <laughs> all right. Do you want me to overmine you? Maybe we might find some See, diamonds. Nobody, nobody talks about that. I, I don't even know what that is. No, I don't know what it is either. Uh, <laughs> I think it might be a movie starring Brendan Fraser. I don't, I don't remember though. Um, but no, yeah. So they disappeared, and Coast Guard was looking for them. But, but at the same time, this wasn't like a sanctioned search. This, this was kind of a self-funded mission by this very rich entrepreneur guy who like is obsessed with the Titanic, like. Uh, I watched a few videos of, like, interviews with him before all this happened. And, like, yeah, he's just obsessed with the Titanic. That's, like, his thing. I mean, if you're if you're doing that, yeah, it makes sense. You have to be. And I kind of have a theory that people aren't really obsessed with the Titanic. They're obsessed with the Titanic movie. And then they project that obsession onto the ship. Because, like, millions of ships have sunk, right? In In way more devastating ways. <laughs> and yet, for some reason... Titanic is the one that everyone ties themselves to as like a personality and it's like oh yeah he, there was a much bigger uh ship in Europe was it World War Two? Lusitania um, I don't remember the name of it it might be it but I I know that um it was shout out to uh Thoughty too uh he did a video on like a a, a bigger cruise ship that had sunk um uh, that it just didn't get as much press as the Titanic Oh, oh, it might but not be yeah, that. She, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, no. Um, but no, that's fine. <laughs> I, I had to stop for a second because I thought you were about to say Thoughty 2 was the name of the ship. <laughs> oh, no, that was the YouTube channel. I learned <laughs> yeah, no, it was just something from. about shout out to Thoughty 2. You sunk and like everyone, <laughs> you know, rest in peace, yo. Um, but no, I, I, I feel a little weird about the response because have you seen like the Twitter stuff like with the whole submarine thing? Oh, there's at least on TikTok. I know there were so many memes so quickly. Yeah, and like even after finding out that they died, like even it was kind of like they even leaned into it more. And I, I don't know, man. That's a little dystopian to me. I don't really like that. <laughs> I think it's it, it comes from clearly a, a disconnection from it, and I, I think too not realizing that. They're like, well, they died. You know, they're not going to see it. They're not going to know. It's like, but the family has to live with seeing that for the rest of their life. Yeah, the lo their loved ones, their friends, their families. Like, you know, and I'm not trying to white knight this. You know what I mean? Like at this, like, oh, I, uh, I, of course. I do also have that little part of my brain that says, like, yeah, they're just kind of a bunch of rich people who thought that they could beat nature. So you know, who cares? You know, like, of, of course, there's that part of me that feels that way. But there is the other part that genuinely is like. 
this is fucked up. Like five people thought that they were going to be safe. Like they went into this being told that they were going to be fine. Well, four people. The fifth person was the one who told them that they were going to be fine. But yeah, like it's, they, they thought that everything was going to be okay. So it's, they weren't, the the four other people, from what I understand, weren't directly involved in like creating this thing. And like, they were just kind of no, told they, like, they you paid, can do it. I think $250,000 to be on that submarine. Yeah. Like they, they bought tickets to be on it. So they weren't, I don't think like professionals in terms of subnautical adventuring. No, no. And it is kind of weirdly poetic in a way. It almost kind of echoes things that in literal like movies and shit, like the menu, you know, like the rich people who like will spend whatever it takes to get out on this island, you know, or literally in real life, like you have also like the Jeff Bezos thing and Elon Musk, like rich people who want to spend money to go to space. You know, and I'm sure that that was part of the enticement. It's like we're in this new age of like, ooh, are these the first frontiersmen, the 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 rich people who just get to fly out to space or go to the deepest parts of the ocean? And when nature fights back, it's it's it makes people go like, yeah, well, that's what you fucking get. But at the same time, it's like, well, what did they also tried? And they're human, <laughs> you know? Like I I don't know. Also, I don't know if you heard this, uh, an OceanGate employee warned of major issues back in, I think, 2018, was fired, and then sued. Whoa. See, that's rough. And again, I'm not... And Oh, that's another thing I'd like to point out. I'm not trying to, sit, to like defend this kind of company or anything like that. I don't know enough about this guy and this company to act like we should... Like, I, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to defend whatever was going on there. Clearly, it was a mm-hmm. little sketchy, obviously. You know what I mean? Um, from the beginning. But to not, to, to just kind of, like, trivialize people's death like this is just very strange. It's almost like a Black Mirror episode, you know? Yeah. That's actually a good, that's a good comparison. Have you watched Black Mirror? I, I've watched, I think, like, an early season of it, and Ooh. then I didn't continue watching it. Hmm. I feel like a season um, of that might be a good suggestion for the show because it's short enough where it's almost like a movie to watch like three or four episodes of a show, you know? All right. And then hmm. I'll recommend uh no, watch. No, 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 it wasn't. No, it wasn't what you thought. It wasn't. It's not. What, what did you think I was going to say? Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is there, do you have any other thoughts about this submarine thing? We don't have to talk about this too long. I just have this. It, it was a weird scrolling through the internet for the last day or two has been a weird mixed feelings of like, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have a, a different kind of curiosity. Okay. If this will create any new kind of regulations in terms of private We'll call them exotic adventures um, mm. in, in terms of even space travel, which I, I do think um, some it might have been the Coast Guard that made uh, a comment during the search saying that, like, in terms of like luck of finding them, like, they've had more people go in space than where they've gone. Wow. Jesus which is Christ. Crazy. Yeah. To think that's, about. Holy crap. So, so think about this. They're pretty much saying, we were able to go into outer space, build a giant station, 
that people can go and live on floating above the planet like out of a, a, a comic book. <laughs> but we don't have that same level of technology to ocean. go to the ocean. Jesus Christ. But again, part of it, you know, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, oh, there's extra stuff down there. And, and, and I'm, I'm sure there's stuff we don't know about. But in terms of like a, a secret base of operations, like in terms of like the the pressure, like scientifically, I'd, I, it, I, it doesn't make sense. No, 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 that's ridiculous. But like, I do, I do think that there's stuff down there that's oh yeah worth checking out. Because hear me out, I think that it's kind of logically ridiculous to think that there's more in outer space to discover than the 80% of the ocean that we haven't gone to yet. You know, like, imagine there may be an algae at the bottom of the ocean that cures every single fucking disease on land. We would never know that, but for some reason, people like Elon Musk are trying to get us to Mars that we've already taken pictures of and studied with robots and they don't find shit. And it's like, well, maybe there's something there. It's like, bro, we there's so much of the Earth we don't even know about yet. <laughs> like, that could solve everything. Oh, yeah, no, so much... Of the ocean unexplored. Yeah, so it's like, in that sense, I do appreciate the people who are trying to advance that. Like, I think we need an Elon Musk of the ocean. You know, someone who's willing, and maybe this guy was trying to do that, but clearly he wasn't ready, or went a little too far over his head, I don't know. But, I I think... What do you think? About what? I was going to say, do you think they're going to add some kind of oh yeah regulations? Because yeah, yeah, the first it, thing it happened to rich people. Exactly. The first <laughs> that's a good point too. The the first thing I said to Audrey is I was like, listen, I know that communism is bad, but like this is why we have regulations. <laughs> like like the, <laughs> this is why there are rules. Yeah, exactly. Like I like this is why you need a governing system who goes, listen, you can't have one dude build a fucking ship and then go, Hey everybody pay to come in this. And then like, you can't, you can't, you need some kind of system that makes sure you don't do that. Because like, like you said, the coast guard mentioning like them, like more people have gone to space than under the ocean. So they probably don't even have laws set up that think about a random billionaire who can get down there because why would they bother making that? They never thought about it. So it's, it's like the whole thing with like, like modern laws with either like guns or technology or whatever it might be. It's like, of course there weren't laws for that before because we didn't have them. People weren't even thinking about what a cell phone could do in 1980. You know, of course we didn't have laws for it. (laughs) Well, okay. So it was interesting because I, I did wonder, I'm like, I wonder how many average people go missing in the ocean that don't get like the Coast Guard called out and all these different groups working together to to go find them. Oh, good. Okay. You know, that's an interesting moral point where it's kind of like these people went there under their own fruition. It's not a government government agent. It's not a thing. You know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not 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 to be cold, just like being honest, like how much resources went to this versus a, again like like a like a cruiser that went like not even a cruiser like a um a fishing say, ship yeah or a, par- a party boat that isn't like a harmless party boat and then it disappears you know it's like how many yeah. resources did they actually use to go find those versus these millionaires yeah, like and that's that's a that's a good point too you know 
But again, that kind of goes beyond mocking the death of these people. Like there's, oh, a, of course. yeah, yeah there's, there's, it's like a weird, the internet's fucking crazy. Man. It's a minefield. It's just a minefield. But it, again, it, it's the kind of place where people can, it, it's almost like the way that kids in the nineties could go home and, and write in a journal or something like that uh, about their day. And and then it's just there and it's not going anywhere. Mm. This is is like people have that same ability with the internet to just put something out there, and you could I mean realistically you could post whatever you wanted exactly on your mind intrusive thoughts and all, just never read your comments or maybe you do you just don't care. Oh yeah, and 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 you could still be disconnected away from everybody else. You you just create a profile where you don't put your name and no one will ever know who you are. And you could do whatever you want. But the crazy thing is not all these people are are creating like a a a, a decoy profile to post this. Oh yeah. It's it's such a disconnection and and maybe part of it is that well they're rich and they they had it coming. So I'm I'm that's how I feel. Um yeah, and and like it's it's strange. I, I I joked with Audrey. I was like, it's almost like a new litmus test. If you found this submarine death funny, take a week off from the internet. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's the new rule. Like the, the, for the gauging. It's like, have you been on the internet too long? Well, did you find this funny? Okay, maybe you need a week off from the internet. <laughs> There's just something about it that's just a little too like disconnected from reality if you force these people to watch these people die on that fucking submarine as fucking harsh as that sounds would they have these same reactions you know uh, no of course not it, you know it's just so disconnected the other thing is i think maybe some of them might but i don't know if that just goes to show like <laughs> how me and you look at humanity maybe you know what maybe i would be disappointed by what I found, but I, I feel like there's, I feel like there is something to this straight up disconnect of a screen, you know, like I think what you're describing is what would separate the sociopaths from the, well, they do say that's one in three people. Well, okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to lay off this. I'm going to lay off this. <laughs> <laughs> people are targeting us. Yeah, now. I believe so. Okay. I did want to talk about this AI music a little bit before mm-hmm. we, uh, before we get into any questions or the movie, is, is that all right, or do, or did you have oh, anything more you wanted to say? Oh, okay. Um, I just I, I will say this: I have a lot to say about the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we're gonna get into that. You know, what? if anything, we'll just talk about the AI thing right now. We don't really have any questions. We can save some for the next episode. Um, there we go. So yeah, we'll just talk about the AI thing really quick. So AI music has advanced since our Drake conversation. If, if what we have found uh, literally yes, is true. minutes before this episode started is true. Uh, the, it's one of those posts from, because I, I do follow a couple people that post about AI frequently. So it comes from someone that I think is legitimate, but other than me seeing it and us being like, oh my gosh, we're about to start the podcast and, and me sending it over to you, there hasn't been too much in between time for me to dig deep into it. But from from what we saw... Yeah, it's interesting. Um, So here's the only thing I will say about digging only a little bit deeper into it is that Van Deepa, Van Step Deepa, is that a lot of the replies feel like bots. I know because I kept expecting the replies of artists who are angry. 
Because I'll tell you this, you can't go to a single AI artwork page and not see an angry comment. I'm not saying one way or yes. the other how I feel. No, I'm no, just that's just fact. reality. Yes, no, and you're and 100%, my, my friend. And that's kind of what I was expecting too. So. Not a single, not a nope. single negative comment, not a single person, and not even one that, and, and I don't know if this is me like stereotyping in my own way. I'm like, none of you look like artists. Or at least there wasn't a username that was some kind of artist no. name and i'm not even just saying as a rapper or dj um they're they, all they look finance like, bros they're all crypto and ai bros like they're I, exactly they're it's all ai people and so like it, okay it, i'm just gonna again, read to some of these real quick hold on i'm just gonna, i need to read some of these because they read like the same they almost read like if you told ai to reword the same exact message like and, and okay. have a conversation with itself yes. this is what it would sound like because so the replies so one said that's amazing everything including making music is getting easier by the day and then paul the original poster replied and then the next comment from a different person says great share paul google is doing amazing things with ai and he responds with a very similar response. And then the next one is, this is a dream come true, Paul. Thanks for sharing. They're like the same. There's no, they're not saying anything. They're not saying like, yo, what the fuck? Like normal Twitter comments are like, bro, what the fuck? What, WTF am I looking at? No cap. This is fucking lit. Like, like there. this is, I am not seeing real replies, which is worrisome. <laughs> <laughs> not enough obscenities in the comments. No, not nearly enough racist and bigotry. <laughs> it's so sad that we live in an age where now we have to question if posts posts are from farms that are meant to try to get people to see AI in a, a better light. Oh, look how positive it is for music. Yeah. Um, where even if it doesn't exist, they just want people to feel more comfortable when it comes. Yeah, because all, oh, the thing I wanted to point out too is they... They keep saying this is a Google thing, but the link is not a Google link. It's labs.withgoogle.com, which like with like 101 if you're on the internet. Don't go to that website. Don't go to that website. Exactly. Exactly. That's one of those signs where if you see something on a URL that doesn't isn't just straight up google.com and tell and someone is telling you it's Google, don't fucking go to that it, it, like yeah, labs.withgoogle no dot between with and Google. It's just labs.withgoogle.com. Like, I don't know. that I don't trust that. So we'll, we'll say this. In the research we've done during this episode, <laughs> we're at like uh, 85% sure it's not legit. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. I, I feel comfortable I, with that as well. There is something similar, though. And I don't know if we've talked about this on a previous episode. I, I We might have, but I, I don't think so. There's There was a website called like sound raw or sound I, I can't remember what it is god damn it but they they call themselves an ai generated music website right but the the thing is is that yes you can go onto a website and type in you know give me a chill beat with you know some piano and light acoustic guitar and it will give you that when you type that in but what it's using is a database of like a couple thousand music samples that are uncopyrighted and basically just from Splice. They're basically just using Splice audio samples. It's the same thing producers are doing today. Kind of, yeah. Like it, it and in worse. Just at a, a lesser degree. Yeah, exactly. And way worse. So at a certain point you start getting the same exact song. So if you were to type in that prompt again and then be like, oh, but do it a little different. 
there it would only be able to go so many times before you get the same exact song again so it's not really again it's not really like an ai that's oh man i know every single note I know every single like melodic chord progression. I know how to change the key here and make this a dramatic shift. Then no, they don't really understand that. It's just kind of using samples that people already have posted that have the same key and the same BPM and the same things that again, you, like you said, producers are already just matching up in their <laughs> programs, <laughs> especially like be beginner producers are just doing the same exact thing right now on Splice. <laughs> yeah exactly um uh yeah i so i don't think it's quite there yet um because i think even uh, what what i was going to say is that if this website is real i think it's also doing a similar thing where it's just using a database of samples that anybody else could find that's it's not really creating raw audio the way that the quote-unquote art ai is doing which maybe that's not even i don't know i don't know Getting, yeah getting deep into this <laughs> deep in deep in the weeds deep in the weeds speaking of weeds you know who smoked a lot of weed jonathan larson the writer of tick tick boom <laughs> okay i wrote i wrote a lot as well i wrote a, a ton i sent you you did everything i wrote oh that's at the beginning of this episode don't don't you think people forgot i uh i will include yeah. that uh, oh, real quick. Let me go just grab a drink real quick, and then uh, we'll talk about the movie. Alrighty. Happy 4th of July, motherfuckers. It's time. This time, you're going to be paying me 30 Dwight bobbleheads delivered to Area 51 on July the 32nd. You stupid idiots. You're never going to see him again. You'll never see him again oh it's beautiful really i gave you so many opportunities so many chances and you squandered every single one of them oh just you wait oh, that's a long audio waveform what did you offer him this what, what so what do they owe you this time for my safe return what what that's a weird drink what drink did you get did you say you said you got a drink yeah, another truly. This one's called Peach Burst. Is that American? I don't know. Are peaches American? Hell yeah, Georgia peaches, baby. Millions of mm. peaches. Beaches. Ooh, that was a nice... <laughs> oh, you heard that? God damn. Yeah, nice. Oh, yeah. That's a sponsor. That should be a sponsor right there. If we're getting that clean of a fucking recording. Okay. Tick, tick, boom, baby. Oh... Oh, what's this? What is that? What is that sound? Oh, man. Okay. All, All right. right. So also, to, to start off the bat, <laughs> I did not know this was about like a real person <laughs> until, okay. un until they mentioned Rent. So, okay. How we'll start Which, is do we You mean start. the end of the movie? That's, that's when I realized. Okay. That, that's what I mean. I didn't realize until I had something to connect it to because, and this is their fucking fault. They start it with based on a true story or whatever. Because she says something to, to imply like, or whatever you make that story to be. Or there's a dot, dot, dot. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, so it's not a true story. And then from there, I was like, all right, I'm just assuming it's like horror movie based on a true story rules. I mean, it kind of was. Because in a way, okay. you know what I mean? Because I think... 
I I like that because I think it's basically saying like, yes, this is based on a real person. It's a true story, but we are going to embellish things. It is going to be fantastical. A lot of this is going to be over-dramatized. I think they even kind of like cut out certain people from his life, from real life. You know what I mean? Like in the, so it's, it's very made to just be the most dramatized version of that thing. You know, you know, Okay. Okay. So from that, I guess I I got it right in terms of what my assumption was. So I yeah. I will give it that. Well, not um, really, not not entirely, because you thought no. you thought that it wasn't oh, real right. at all. I thought it wasn't real at all. Yeah. Okay. So maybe <laughs> maybe not entirely. All right. So uh, going into it, I, I I kept trying to think. Okay, tick tick boom. And it literally just hit me right now that, like, tick, tick, the clock is ticking, and then you're about to turn 30. Because I get, like, the whole movie, and you even said before it's, like, about turning 30, and I just realized what the name of it was. <laughs> yes. It's it's the impending okay. doom. It's also kind of a metaphor for how in every story you need the ticking clock element. You need, you need the thing that's going to, yes. like you know, oh, what's going to happen? Progress the story. There has to be something that creates tension to, tension. to progress the story. Yes. Yeah. So going into it, I was like, all right, it's a musical. You know, I there's musicals that I do like. Um, You're not a musical and fan, I like, though, for context. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I like musicals when I've seen like maybe two and a half that I'm like, I enjoy this, but I, I'm never going to a Broadway show on my own. Um, so so I'll, I'll, I'll clarify. It was funny because when it opened, there's this scene of like Brooklyn, and I I don't remember if it was actually the movie or if it was one of like the the movie production companies. But I was like, damn, that gives me vibes of the Spider Man movie. <laughs> and then I saw Andrew Garfield, and I'm like, wait, is this a Spider Man movie? Oh, believe me. And then, and then very quickly, quickly realized that was not the case. No, no, no. Sadly, no. But um. There, I did. There's some Spider-Man things in this. I not a lot, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, Enough that I I got vibes of it again. Yeah. Yeah. So no, going into it, I was going to be open, and right off the bat, I felt you know the the acting was good in the movie, um, and then oh, so, so okay, okay. So we'll start with some of the fun notes. Um, <laughs> one of the things I wondered, and this was more in general and not a bad thing at all. Well, but, actually, you know what? Wait. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you. It's just that yes. I was thinking about the format we usually do, but I realized your 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 notes are so long that maybe we should just get right into your notes. Like we you uh, already and that's gave why I'm kind of trying to transition it because I yeah. think and I'm not I'm not going to read my my notes like down one for one, especially because a lot of the chunks end up being reoccurring themes. Um, Dude, I'm going to make that but... entire list of notes the 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 picture for this episode by the way i hope you know that like the thumbnail oh for God. this episode I, will be those entire notes um so people can at least have context <laughs> there, there's some that's hysterical because like one note reads do i not like songs that has multiple different people singing the same thing at the same time you mean because harmonies? i realize uh, here's the thing <laughs> i love harmonies when it's one artist harmonizing with himself <laughs> I it, it's so, so it's on. almost like an oh. hold on you like something that's physically impossible to happen in real life but when people do it in front of you you're like ah stop 
there there was something about all the parts where people were harmonized in in this and i'm just like i have to wait so i have to ask i'm I'm sorry i'm gonna skip ahead we're gonna go back to your notes i promise we'll go through all this yeah yeah of course So you're telling me like that scene like when when they do the boho days scene right it's it's the song where they're in the apartment and it's the this is the life you didn't love that shit uh, like when everyone did their own individual parts, I was like, yeah, I, I buy into that. There was something about everyone doing it together. And, and it might have been more of just like a kind of like a nihilist thing of just like I, it, it felt cheesy. That, and, yeah, and, I, and I think it's something that I need to let go of when it comes to Broadway. <laughs> Not to say that Broadway is cheesy, but it presents media in different formats than than other mediums um in, in the same way yes. like anime is very very over the top over dramatic um true and, and true just for some reason like i i think it's one of those it reminds me that i'm watching a musical when those moments happen that's in, you know what that's interesting because i would say that yes that's a good comparison with the anime because i i've noticed like i don't really have a problem with either like i I've noticed with most mediums of art, like I can pretty much relate to almost any medium if you show me it the right way, you know, like mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. and I, in, but I do have a lot of friends and people in my life who have strong opinions about those mediums. And of course I have strong opinions, but I'm usually more open to at least experience them, you know? Yes. And mm-hmm. like, so for example, like you with musicals is basically how i would say audrey is with anime she hates the over dramatic kind of voice acting mm-hmm. she hates the over like um that makes sense exaggerated characters or like the uh, over explained plot points and stuff mm-hmm. you know but those are so anime that that's just what it is but when she watches a musical she doesn't she's not thinking about all of the things that you're thinking about when you're like oh this makes it a musical you know like that it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I, it, it, I can get that. This movie so does have that sense of, I don't know how to put it. I, I, cause I have that same reaction too. There are certain things about like musical theater that I find very cheesy and that I do not like. I, I'm not the biggest musical theater nerd. I'm not, I was, I wasn't like a theater kid or anything like that. I didn't even get into musical theater until like four or five years ago like that was you know when i started getting into it and again i'm also kind of like picking and choosing the things that i like i don't even necessarily like all of it you know um so no i totally get that (laughs) that feeling of like ugh, you know this is a little cringy you know Yep. Uh, but one thing that I thought was kind of funny, and, and this is, again, more on a lighter note, is like, why do people always stand on things they're not supposed to in musicals? It's dramatic. It's your <laughs> one chance to do. Th- and you know what? I think that's why musicals relate to people like that so much mm-hmm. for those type of people. Is that's that what you want to do in those moments? Yeah, that it's it's so un like uh it's against the grain. It's it's against the norm where it's like sometimes you just want to dance. You're just, oh man, I wish I could just jump up on this counter and do, you know. And it sounds ridiculous, but you know, I feel like people feel like that sometimes where it's like, have you ever been listening to a song in your car and you almost start acting out a scene doing the, like that's musical theater amped up to like a hundred, you know? Like that's, mm, yeah. That, that's kind of what it is. Like, like we've talked about before how you'll write kind of scenes to music. 
you know, like you'll listen to music and then mm-hmm. start writing some of your manga stuff. It's almost like people do that in their head with like real life, you know? <laughs> yep. Yep. No, absolutely. So uh, I'll say from the story standpoint, I loved the story. I loved the acting. I didn't like all the songs. There were some songs that were okay, but I, I almost felt like sometimes the songs made me forget what was happening in the story. Mm. Okay. And I, and I, I think it was because, and, and I, I might be wrong. I, <laughs> I caught on, I caught on kind of early that he was probably narrating this after the fact. So whatever happened worked out, which again, I hate knowing the ending. Um, <laughs> but in that time, sometimes the songs in his musical were about what was actually happening to him in the moment. And then sometimes they were just about his musical. And then sometimes the songs in the story and not just his musical were about that current situation. And okay. Okay. I, and so I, I, I think I can help make this make sense a little bit more for you. Okay. Um, and not to say that you'll ever like watch this again. I don't know. But if, mm-hmm. if you do, um, to kind of like help this make more sense, this Tick Tick Boom is an actual just musical that Jonathan Larson wrote and performed. So the stage play that he's doing is basically his performance of Tick Tick Boom. Like when you're seeing him on stage with the carpet and the piano, that's actually his his live performance. And you can even find recordings that people did of Jonathan Larson's actual performance of that. And it Mm -hmm. looks eerily Mm -hmm. similar. Um, And every song in the movie is a song that was in the tick, tick boom musical. So they're all kind of lined up for that. And I think what Lin-Manuel Miranda was trying to do as the director and kind of like editor and writer on this was to, make all of those songs also make sense in his real life, which it was because like he was writing it about his life. So it was already kind of like self-referential. So like where all those scenes kind of meld where it's like, well, is he writing about the musical? Is he writing about the, the answer is yes. It's, it's all of it. You know, it's, it's kind of, that is the musical is him recollecting this buildup of writing the musical beforehand and then it failing, not doing well, and then finding his actual voice in Tick Tick Boom. Um, that was long winded, and I and might have been a little no, no, confusing, no. <clears throat> but <laughs> no, I think it was a good explanation. Um, speaking of long winded, I I do feel like this movie was kind of one of those that dragged things out. Like there was a couple songs um, that that just kept repeating that that same hook and i i looked down mm-hmm. i'm like how long have they been repeating this now and, it, and yeah. it, I, it felt like some of the even some of the conversations though at the party i was like this this isn't doing anything like there's nothing about it that gives me insight into some of the other characters there's nothing about it that gives me insight into maybe some of a character like some of it just felt like oh flat. really like really oh, yeah some, i didn't feel that way like like that apartment at least scene. at the party the the party oh. scene like at least maybe because this is why i've never had some of those conversations at a party no of course you haven't it's a musical and that's the thing is it's like it's it's <laughs> very it's 
it, but that's like saying you've never ridden a dragon and you can't enjoy Lord of the Rings. You know, it's like, of course you haven't. It's it's a it's a kind of suspension of disbelief where this is an over dramatized version of like because I love the party scene where you have the guy who's talking to him who thinks that he's just at a party to fuck bitches and he's that, like, yeah, like these fucking. That part was good. Yeah, and then it's no, set, that that part was good. Yeah, I like I like that kind of vibe where it's like you know. Uh, the setup where yeah he's like oh man you know I'm just here to find some girls I hate this theater crowd you know and then he's like oh what do you do he's like um I write musical theater, theater. Like, <laughs> yeah yeah like what the, he's like oh they got the best drugs and he again like I thought that was written well again because when I saw party like I'm expecting them to do something like it, it, like what was it not to the scale of party X but. Or even super bad, where it feels like when they're talking and drinking at the party, like, but again, this it might be more of that's how you would do a movie scene, but not how you would do a musical scene. Because the parts where it's like you need the room to be more open um, and people not to be closed off standing, talking to each other, because then people's back are facing and that messes with the <laughs> choreography. So yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I mean, the I, way I that's can, all. I can take a step blocked. back and, and understand that. Yeah. Yeah. The there's, blocking there's of the specific scenes. reasons. Yeah, those are going to be made up for the shots. You know, it's obviously not going to be like an exact party. People have to be sitting like on the fucking edge of the couch that they would not normally be sitting on because it's aesthetic, you know, things like that. Um, But I, I don't know. I, I, I disagree because I think that I, I think this is a very, okay. I think this is a real representation of a party that you've never been to. (laughs) I, I, I believe that um it it's it's very frou-frou it's very like theater it's very like you know down i've actually had this experience with paul for example like we i've been to a party with him <laughs> makes sense people in a room making like witty kind of snarky comments to each other someone starts playing a song on the guitar and then half of them are singing along while the other half are playing fucking jenga and like like it's they're like, okay, I've been so to that, this that's party. a real situation. Yes, I've been to this party. Okay. And e- even recently, when me and Audrey were living downtown, there was a night where it was like first Friday, and a bunch of the people mm-hmm. who lived in that apartment hung out in our apartment room. Like, we were all drunk, and we were like, yeah, come over, fuck it. Like, And we had a bunch of people chilling, and this one girl, like, she was like, oh, well, I play ukulele. And I was like, oh, no way, here, let me pull out the guitar, or the piano, or whatever. And oh we started, God. like, playing fucking songs together, and people were, like, singing along, and then we started talking about, like, like politics and the, and the state of art in the world, and it was very pretentious. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Yes, I've been to this party. <laughs> okay. Um, one one of the comments that cracked me up was when he's like, he's making a high five-figure salary. I've never heard anybody use the term five-figure salary. High, though. High. Okay. <laughs> there There's are some good quotes about in this like movie. A five-figure salary. I'm I- like, that could be $10,000. I know. I would. I. I wish I would have taken more notes. I do have some good lines in here. Like I like. I like the dynamic between the friends. I think the acting is great between them. Yes, um, acting. Acting incredible. Yeah. Which his name is Mitch, isn't it? Hold on. What's his name? Mm, Michael. No. Michael. His name is Michael. Michael. Yeah. Uh, Michael. Michael. Wait. Michael was incredible. Um, yeah. I also. It, it's so funny. 
definitely could tell that I had no idea it was based on a true story because one of my notes is a Walkman. What year is this? Because <laughs> I, for some reason, thought it was like in modern day. Oh. And so I was like, why the hell? Yeah. So as soon as I suspended like, oh, this isn't a true story, my assumption was, okay, it's, a, it's set in modern time. <laughs> it, it was later on I figured it out because at first I was like, was that... Was that like an aesthetic choice? Is that like an arty thing? Yeah. It's just genuine. Yeah, that was the time. And then I'll, I'm not going to lie. I know, I know homie was, oh, this, this was the part of it that I think. <sighs> so this musical, because I, I think in terms of like movies, musicals have a, they have scenes and, and they have the songs that go with it. But I, I think the flow is different than a movie where we can kind of talk about like what the message behind the movie is because it, it plays throughout all the scenes in it. Um, and it's it's his fear of turning 30. And he, throughout the movie, a lot references all these people who've accomplished a bunch before they were even like 26. Yeah. And this constant feeling of, you know, I need to complete it. And one thing I thought was beautifully done in the movie was how to compliment like he would think something's important and something would happen to one of his friends that showed why was it as important as, as like life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a hundred percent. It kind of de it deconstructs the whimsical nature of these kind of movies. Like that's what I think I like about this movie more is that from a standard musical, you usually have the character who's like, I'm gung ho and everything's going to be great. And I'm going to work out, even if things are tough, I'm going to do it. And that is this character, but everything around him is kind of like, bro, like wake up. Like life is real, even though he does have a drive and, and clearly he has his goal, which is admirable. There is that kind of sense of, Hey, life is happening around you and you're not paying attention. Like there's people who care about you that you're not caring about you know, and things like that, that it, it does show that it's not all like, oh, these artists, like, yeah, they, like when you watch a movie like Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, and it's fun, or something like that, where they glorify the kind of biopic about a musician. This almost does the opposite, where it shows you that, yes, you can glorify like how fucking uh, gung ho they were and how, you know, they wanted to, you know, get it done, but. At the end of the day, this is a human life that they lived. Yeah, it, and it was difficult, and there was a lot of factors, and it hurt a lot of people, and also hurt himself, and didn't you know that it it didn't shy away from showing those struggles, you know? Yep. So I, and and it's funny because it's almost like the reason that I didn't like it initially is is almost different now, is going into it with the mindset that this was like an original character created and and not like an actual person's story. Yeah. I hated how, <laughs> like, I was like, I don't, I don't feel bad for him. Like it, not in terms of like what the stuff that happened to his friends, but I'm like, he gets opportunities to keep doing what he's doing to, to add stuff to it. And I was like, at times I almost felt he was being selfish. Um, and, and part of it was, I think, I, and I'm now, the more we do these movies, it's like almost like a weird therapy for me where I'm like, I have problems relating to people <laughs> whose problems I don't see as problems. <laughs> because for him, I'm like, 
bro, look at all the stuff you're currently doing and you, and you're just turning 30. Like you have so much time. Like I saw like you have so much. Look yeah. what you're you're um and and it first and it was one of those like but Ed's the reason why I'm less bad about it is knowing that's a real story. Okay, that's real life. I I can believe that somebody went through that story. It's like for somebody to create that character I for some reason don't buy it, but that's but interesting. someone whose whose life is I I don't know how to explain that, but yeah. it's one of those it's it's so specific <laughs> and it's such a crazy journey that you would have to live it for me to be able to fully buy into it. That's fair, you know. You, and I and I have I, so much respect for him for, from this. Yeah, no, it, it is funny because like I I know that when I first watched it like me and Audrey went into it knowing it was directed by the same guy who did Hamilton and uh, in the Heights. So we were like, okay, like we, we at least hope the music is good. Andrew Garfield is in it. I didn't really know much more about it. I didn't know much about Jonathan Larson other than rent. I knew about rent, but I couldn't tell you offhand that Jonathan Larson was the creator. You know what I mean? Like off the top of my head. So when the movie started and it said based on a true story and, you know, and it does the little coy thing, I didn't even really take that as like, oh, this isn't a true story. I went, oh, this is like a kind of biopic or like a, like, do you remember Across the Universe? Did you see that? Yes, I didn't watch it, but I, Ooh, I know of it. I may suggest that. Not soon, but maybe down the line. I can't remember a single time you've asked, have you seen this movie? And I've been like, yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I don't I know think, if we have a counter anywhere, but, uh, I think but I'm we pretty have, sure I haven't. I think we have one mark when I said, dude, where's my car? And you were like, yeah, of course. Um, but now I'm not even sure if you did say you saw that movie. That sounded like you didn't see that movie. <laughs> I don't think. I, I. Yeah, no, I feel like I haven't actually seen that movie the more that I think about it. I think it, it was like, just an offhanded I? comment while we were talking about Big Lebowski and you were just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe even okay. Well, that's on the list now. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so there's a part I want to talk about, um, and it, it's one of the things I think the movie did best. And again, this was before I realized it was a true movie. It's when she turns to him and said, "You're trying to think about how to make a song out of this." Yeah, the fight scene. I love and, the fight and, scene. And so, what I want to say about that as as an artist is. There's times when you'll you'll just be walking down the street. You'll here, here's a perfect a perfect example of something that happened to me. I was on my way to the music studio once, and I look over, and I see a van. What's painted on the van is the Van Gogh Starry Night, and I just think to myself, oh, "I'm an art thief. Get the Van Gogh." <laughs> so so what what happens? is I, I wasn't sitting there with a notepad and thinking, how can I take this moment and, and manipulate it into to a song? The thing about like being an artist is things, li the, the, the same kind of like, oh, it just hits you. It, it really just pops in your head of, this is something you can do. And it, from a scientific standpoint, it's probably the neurons in your brain all firing off finding a specific pattern that connects multiple different things you've been working on in the background of your brain. <laughs> and then it's in that moment, it lights up. And so what sometimes happens in, is in real life moments of, of, you know, anger, it's, it's not always this, 
oh, you know, I need to find a way to 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 monetize the situation. <laughs> it's more of, a, and and maybe it's like a therapeutic thing of like it's how your brain can process the situation, and and sometimes yeah. it it just comes to you. It, it's not about something you're going out to try to do. No, and I I and not maybe not in the example you gave of like the van thing, but like I think it's a coping mechanism you know it's oh oh yeah it, it's a comfort that was thing. more just correlation yeah oh no of course like and uh, yeah it's it's a good example of like w- in your everyday life you're not trying to do it but you see something and your brain just makes that connection and i i think in certain scenes like the fight scene it is very much a coping thing and a kind of like mm-hmm. and again it is those neurons it's your brain you can't help what your brain does you know so it's like okay if i gave you a piece of paper that had any word on it that you know and i told you don't read this but you have to look directly at the word your brain can't not understand a word no dude even if you just give someone a pencil and a paper and then go don't draw anything your brain goes like what what the fuck do you mean you just gave me a pencil and a paper like you're immediately like, there's obvious firings of neurons that are going to happen that go what, what what like yeah we can't help certain things you know <laughs> and and so when you, when you're writing a lot of times especially if you're good you know you, you well actually no i think if you're good you can write about anything but when you start writing about stuff that's personal to you what happens is you start to think about things in in a musical sense, and it's not again because you're trying to to find ways to to make money or or to create from all these tragedies, but it it almost becomes a way that you interpret the world, like the way that yeah. I, I guarantee you, somebody who is a a contractor who's been working on houses for like twenty years, the second they walk into a house, they see a whole different thing than you see. They could probably <laughs> yeah. see that needs to be replaced. They did a great work on those baseboards. And again, it becomes one of those, it's not like they're going in your house to judge it, but once you have, once you're open to information and you've learned something, you can't not, not understand it. That's true too. Yeah. It's almost like a, it's a natural progression of like learning. So it becomes part of your brain activity. That's what you do, you know? Cause I, I will say, like, from a very personal standpoint, I have had these exact moments, like, to a T. Oh, yeah. I, I've, oh, yeah. I have been in fights Minus with be- being exes. Called out for it. Or, yeah, like, it felt, yeah, it felt personal. This movie needs to chill. It needs to step back because it's it's coming at me hard. But no, it it genuinely did have, oh, excuse me, it, it did feel relatable because I've had those moments where, I am going through something really emotional and, and I'm feeling these emotions. It's not that I'm not feeling them. It's not that I'm not doing, it. but then in the back of my mind, I go, you know, like, Oh, I threw out all your letters and I guess that makes me feel better. Like it, like letter, like, like fucking words for lyrics start popping in or melodies start. And it's just, but then immediately my brain goes back to what's happening in the moment. You know, it's like, it's so strange. So I've had these moments and it's like, if I was to get called out in that moment when it happened, I wouldn't even know what to do. I would just be like, Oh fuck. Like I didn't even realize I was doing it this is bad is it bad like i like oh yeah it's fucked it's it's i've had these moments before (laughs) yeah no i i agree and it was one of the things where i even the second she stopped and looked at him i knew i was like she's about to ask and it it was one of those i knew that situation um i i like that 
the fight scene, like my favorite part of that scene is that the fight. Oh my god, fight scene! I was like, I don't remember anybody fighting in this movie. No, I was, no, thought no, it was no, like no. a fist like, fight. Yeah, no, 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 sorry. Like they're they're you know they're confrontation. No, no, like, it was it was it was a fight. Yeah, no, right there. That felt very visceral and real. It almost felt separated mm-hmm. from the movie. It was like. Like you were saying where the super bad thing where you wish people were, this felt like a scene from a movie like Marriage Story or something like, like this is a real fight that you would watch. You didn't feel that way? No, no. What is Marriage Story? Oh, oh, oh. It's a, oh, uh, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. It's, it's an Oscar, Oscar winning movie, Mitchell. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Never saw it. That's okay. Uh, um, but, but no, okay. It, Okay, uh, so have you seen This Is 40? I can't, why do I keep asking these questions? It's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm taking so... I th- if Is that the scene where they do like acid in a hotel room? Yes, Paul Rudd. And the, yeah, okay, I think I, I think I have seen that. Okay, either way. It, it has those scenes... It's, it's of that kind of... Yeah. Raw okay. kind of, yeah, real real fight that you're like, oh man, this is like... They're not just going, oh, well, you you want to fuck other bitches. And it's like, no, fuck you. It's like a real fight you would have with, a, with an actual partner. And it feels so visceral. But then it's so... Like the disposition between that and then the very dramatized version of his song where it's like the my reaction to your reaction like okay we're about to get into my next (laughs) fatal comment go for it the thing i i disliked the most about the movie was the majority of the music i felt like it was so it was so on the nose about okay I'm on a podcast talking to my friend. He's on the other side. We're <laughs> going to have like that's exactly what I felt watching half the songs. Like the only one that I felt like it made sense from an artistic standpoint was brunch because I'm like, this is the tipping point. Oh, of Sunday? course, that's the only yeah. thing he's yes. Yeah. That one, of course, that's why he's focused. He's trying to to the best song. To, it's the best song in the movie. But, do you do you want me to break but, your do you want to break it to reality a little bit too? I'm, I'm sorry to do this because it, it's going to make this worse. It, just do it. That song is actually a kind of parody slash cover of a Stephen Sondheim song, which is is a character who actually shows up in this movie. It's the older guy with the beard who he's trying to sell his oh, yeah, yeah. play to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a song from his musical called Sunday in the Park. And it literally goes like Sunday in the blue silver. And like, it's the same exact song, but just like he basically made a parody of that talking about the, the, the diner. So I, I am sorry to say that the only song you liked in this was not even an original Jonathan Larson song. <laughs> okay. Cause okay. This is an exact note I wrote down. So this is what I felt in the moment. A lot of these songs are just describing what he's physically doing in the scene, and I don't like it. I like when music is used to relate how they feel but can't say. This music is like, I'm walking and my ankle slightly hurts a bit while he's dealing with a serious problem. It feels reversed at a time, and I'm not a fan. Uh, This is for the pool scene that I was specifically referring to. Uh, But it... Yes. 
it, it just felt like there were the songs in in my mind are supposed to be what you're not able to express and this is literally just describing what's physically happening to him and it's like we're watching that part what's the part that we can't get without your kind of context I, i'm kind of a little biased because i like on the nose lyrics when they're used very well like I don't like on the nose lyrics in general. Like you were saying, like the whole like, we're on a podcast and we're talking now. Like that's, that's, that is a perfect representation of the shit I hate. And I even said the same thing about Evita uh, in the first episode where they had that kind of like, you will never be something and you have to stop right now. Like they were just kind of saying a sentence. Oh, yeah. That, that with, didn't. With like musical sounds behind it. Yeah, exactly. I do have an interesting note about that pool scene that, um, Oh, you won't care about because you hate this movie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, the pool, <laughs> the pool scene. Uh, when they went to film it, uh, they picked a pool in New York that they were filming around. You know, like on set and stuff. And while they were filming the scene, and you know, Andrew Garfield swimming and stuff, they were talking to some of the workers there, and they were like, "Oh, did you pick this pool because Jonathan Larson swam here?" And Lin-Manuel was like, what? And apparently the scene that they made for this movie, for him swimming through the pool, is the exact pool that Jonathan Larson swam through and wrote this song in, but completely accidentally. Oh my God, I had no idea. Yeah, isn't that fucking crazy? Like, it's obviously, it's it's what a coincidence that could happen because they're filming in the same I mean, area. You know, yeah, and they're they're trying to recreate. So I mean, I, they good good on them. They're really good at recreating. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, if you look up some, I, I think if you ever get bored or interested, just go on YouTube and look up like Jonathan Larson performing "Tick Tick Boom," and then when you watch it and compare it to the scenes of of Andrew, Andrew Garfield like performing the actual show, it's it's like side by side like incredible like like andrew garfield went above and beyond to try to emulate jonathan larson's personality and his kind of um a presence i don't know it like it's mm -hmm. really incredible mm -hmm. when you see it damn yeah okay i mean it, the movie again his acting was incredible throughout um i i enjoyed the acting part the just not as much the musical part that's fair like, yeah, I think for me, it just related a lot to that feelings of, of being a struggling artist, like even, even, and also just using it as like metaphorical for your own life. Even if obviously you mm. haven't gone through the same things, clearly oh, he's gone through. Like, like I, I really liked the idea of his friend trying to get him to do like shitty commercial or not commercial like doing like shitty advertisement stuff where it's like hey like, oh yeah <laughs> just come in and be creative and and it's that idea that you can almost use creativity as just another cog in the machine where it's like hey if you just come work for us and come up with shitty slogans we'll make sure that you get a mediocre paycheck that will maybe get your rent paid and it's like yeah okay like that's that's a choice. Like I could use my creativity for that. I am a creative person and this works well. Like I love the scene where he's coming up with all these things and all the people are like, wow, you're, oh my you're really good. And then he realizes like, Oh fuck, I don't want to do this. And then he just goes chubstitute. <laughs> and, and you know what? 
I thought that was one of the the better scenes in the movie too, in terms of highlighting the importance of having a creative within that corporate space because when he cared, when he noticed people actually listened to him, he got gave great options. And I mean, I, I totally get that. I, when I worked at Candlewood Suites, I remember I, I told uh, so we had some GM come in that was like a roaming GM that would check on properties. And uh, he told us, or no, I told him I was like, hey, in a it was Candlewood Suites I worked at. It's not there anymore, which is why I don't mind saying it. I was like, in a word, in a world that wouldn't, candle would. <laughs> and he starts dying laughing. And and to me, I'm like, that is just something that like literally just drops from my brain. Yeah, that's and, good though. That's and good. later on, thank you. And later on, I had talked to a, a lady that like that something was wrong. I was able to correct it, and and she left. And he goes, "Oh, you said the wrong t- thing to her." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, what, what, what should I have said?" He said. In a world that wouldn't candle would like to kind of like like that that was good and like in my head i'm like oh oh you like that all right yeah. you know, go ahead pitch that to the company you know cut me a check but but it really goes to show if you want to add that kind of personal element like you need creatives you need people who are in that creative space and i was kind of mad at him when he <laughs> like Mm-hmm. totally threw it and botched it on yeah. behalf of his friend oh i love but it. i think i loved it i mean yes but i i didn't like that he it threw was his me friend under obviously the bus. putting myself yeah. in his friend's shoes oh and i'm so glad you said that mitchell because here we are i you know what i want to kind of <laughs> i think we're gonna kind of wrap this this up here i think i yeah. don't know how many mo- is, more notes do you have do you point. have a lot more notes um no i mean there's a lot of notes but again a lot of them kind of came back to similar concepts okay. um again i overall i i liked the story i thought the acting and the movie part was good i thought it dra- like dragged on a couple places um but yeah i th- i okay so here's the th- I, lo- I you know what i'm actually now realizing your reaction to this movie to my reaction <laughs> no um your re- is is amazing because I, when watching this, couldn't help but feel that I am Jonathan and you are Michael just a little bit. <laughs> Where you, like, oh and it makes God, sense for yeah. how you feel about this movie because that's literally how the character Michael feels about Jonathan. Where he's like, bitch, you're fucking 29. You have the rest of your fucking life ahead of you. You can do whatever you're you want to do. Shit. You've already done yeah, it, like. Exactly. And I'm like, no, I haven't done anything. I could like... And you have also found that kind of balance of like, well, I can work corporate life, but also try to do my thing as an artist. Like, and I'm sitting over here like, no, I need to fucking dedicate my entire life to I the need art. To do all, yeah. all of it. So it, I couldn't help but like think while I was watching this movie, like Jesus, like, and there's even, a lot of parallels. Exactly. And even not when I watched it, but even now the whole thing where it's like, Oh, Audrey going off to Oregon. And it's like, Oh man, if I had like a last minute thing where it's like, Oh fuck, I have a, a big show out here in Vegas. Like would that change things? Like, I don't think it would, but I was like, Oh man, like, <laughs> Oh fuck. So it was really funny where I was like, man, I can't help but like put myself into this character. And I was like, man, like I'm seeing so many similarities between our friendship where it's like dude yeah. just you can do it you're fine like he moves <laughs> up to the big apartment you know and like i love that scene i think yep. that's a great song i i know you don't like the songs but it's fair um uh i don't yeah. remember if i disliked that song though because i i liked the idea that that song provided because that one i think yeah. gave more context in terms of 
Here's here's what what could be. I if I if I have that scene correct. Yes. Um no, yeah, no. It was it was great. The yeah, I um Yeah, I I just thought it was very funny cuz now recollecting I'm like, "You know what? This that is a perfect <laughs> that that is. Wow. That, wow. It, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> just our our heads on the characters. Jesus, that's great. Yep. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm scared to ask, but let's rate the movie. And I'm don't 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 go easy on it. I this is your genuine rating. What is your rating? Uh, for I'm this not. Movie? I'll say I I'm adjusting it from what I was thinking going in because I, I'm the kind of person where like if I don't like something, sometimes it's more about I need clarity to understand context. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so again, having more context again, like my, my thoughts first watching the movie versus finding out it's a true story had changed it. I'm going to give this a five out of five. Wow. Incredible. Out of, out of ten. Five out of, oh. out of oh. 10. Okay. Well, um, because right. <laughs> I liked, I liked stuff. I didn't <laughs> like stuff. Um, and uh, you know that's fair again in, in fair. terms of uh, again i i i'm sure there's people who are like are you kidding this is such a, and it's not from uh, me saying this was done poorly it's saying my taste in musicals and movies in general when we're kind of considering them in the film form mm. this is i would put this out of five and i'll be honest this isn't like a a beloved musical i i didn't i didn't really suggest this as if it was a classic you know what i mean i mm. don't in the future i don't know maybe this will go down as kind of like a cult hit or I, maybe i, get canceled I don't at some point because this know. becomes like a national treasure yeah who knows i don't know but like this isn't perfection you know so you don't have any no i don't think anybody's gonna get mad at you for for giving it maybe someone uh, I, will, i'm but, like it's, it's not like i'm like fan of the opera's trash like yeah, no no it's it, it's not yeah you're not you're not fucking dissing les mis as like a two out of ten or some shit like that you know that that's not what we're doing right now that believe me um and i think that yeah sometimes your 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 view can change on something based on context because i i would even imagine like imagine watching something like bohemian rhapsody and not knowing who queen was you would probably be like, this is a Bro, weird fucking be, movie. You're like, this is, oh my God, that'd be hysterical. Yeah, you would lose your mind. Like you would have so little context on what's going on because you're supposed to know so much going into it that, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't understand. And like I said, I didn't even know that much going into it, but enough to make me feel like, okay, as it went on, I was like filling in the blanks of my kind of musical theater history and being like oh okay and a lot of the during that sunday brunch scene that is just littered with people from all of musical theater like i i feel remiss not to point it out that yeah that oh, entire I have scene no idea. yeah i and again i couldn't even name all of them i'm not going to tr try to point out name but yes they are all like incredibly renowned musical theater actors and singers um but yeah, it, things can change through context, and you might find this funny after everything I've talked about. But this is a this is a three and a half star. This is a seven out of ten. <laughs> it's seven out of ten. Wow. Yeah. yeah like, wow. It leans more towards an eight. It's it's definitely like I think 
Like that's it, Netflix. Or no, IMDb gave it seven and a half stars. That's so yeah. funny. Well, there you go. That's about where I'm at. Like, yes, I think it's beautiful. Like, I love this movie. I think it's a great representation. But I also realize that I am a little bit biased. That this feels like a documentary about me. So I, I, I yeah, I can see that. I, yeah. So it's like I'm a little bit like, oh man, it's like when people go like, oh man, this is me, like. That's me with this movie, so I I have to kind of put myself through that lens and go like, yes, if I were to rate it as that, it would be closer to like an eight, maybe a nine. I don't even know if I can give it a nine, but like, yeah, it would be higher. But no, seven out of ten is like the the highest I can give it. It's really good though. That's a high seven out of ten. <laughs> Love that. All right, are you ready for your movie recommendation? Absolutely, lay it on me. But it's gonna be lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Oh, it's happening! Oh shit! Okay, All it's right. happening. We're busting out this bad boy. Well, let's do it. I'm hyped for it. All right. Uh, Can you give so, me something good before uh, <laughs> what is to come? Oh, oh boy. Okay. All right. Well. Might need to change my next selection then. Uh, all right. Well, if you do not want to be spoiled for Lock, Stock, and Two Loaded Barrels. What is it called? Lock, Stock, and... Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking, smoking Barrels. Smoking Barrels. Jesus. Um, watch it before the next episode of the podcast, and be sure to join that Discord. It's in the link. In the descript- it's, it's in the description. There's a link there. What, what are you doing? It's been there. Five stars. It's been there the whole time. Yes, five stars this on Spotify. If you are listening on Spotify. Five across the ass. I guess Twitter. Is your choice. At Neon Valley Pod. Reddit. R slash Neon Valley Pod. We're everywhere. We are infecting the entire world. You need to be ready for us. Otherwise. Infect with us. I, do, do you remember what happened in 2020? Would you want that to happen again? Be ready for the Neon Valley infection. Okay. Woo! <laughs> Happy 4th of July, everybody. Happy 4th America. Bye.